For this gospel, I can't help but think of one word. It's a long word, as my brother-in-law would say when I was in the seminary. One of those $75 Cincinnati words. Incredulity. Incredulity. We can only imagine what it must have been like for Mary to be visited by that angel Gabriel to announce to her God's plan of salvation. And Mary asked the angel that one question, how can this be since I have no relations with the man? She wasn't doubting. She was just wondering. She was incredulous. How could this happen? And we know what the angel Gabriel says. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, and you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And the child will be holy, the Son of God. And of his kingdom there will be no end, for he will have the throne of David his father, and he will redeem his people from their sins. And then Joseph finds out about this unplanned pregnancy, at least unplanned from a human standpoint, but totally planned by God. And Joseph, a righteous man, well, he could submit Mary to capital punishment. He could have her stoned to death because he doesn't understand at that point that she wasn't unfaithful. So he falls into a deep sleep. And the angel visits him in a dream and says, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is by the Holy Spirit that she has conceived. And you are to name this child Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And so Joseph, no doubt incredulous, but he accepts God's will for his life, for Mary's life, and for this unborn child. Imagine being shepherds out in your fields in the middle of the night, making sure that no wild animals devour your sheep because that is your livelihood. And all of a sudden, there's an angel in the sky announcing that the newborn Savior, the long-awaited-for Messiah, has been born. And he's in this tiny village of Bethlehem, very close to you. But you're not going to find him in a palace. You're not going to find him in a mansion. You won't even find him in a temple. You will find him in a lowly stable. He will be lying in a manger and he will be wrapped in swaddling clothes. I think all too often we forget that that manger was a feeding trough for animals. It wasn't a crib for a baby. But it became the crib for the newborn baby. The newborn king of not just the Jews, but of all people, of all times and all places. And by placing him in that feeding trough, we knew that he would become our food. He would become the living bread who restored us to right relationship with God and right relationship with one another. 
And so all throughout this plan of salvation that God had from the very first time that Adam and Eve took a bite of that forbidden fruit, God planned this. God wished and desired to reconcile human nature with his own divine nature. And the only way that was possible was for God's own self to become fully human without losing any divinity. So much does God love us. And so God lifts up humanity to share in God's own divinity. And that's what we celebrate in this great feast today of the birth of our Savior. That God, beyond time, beyond space, beyond history, is born in time, in space, in history. And Mary and Joseph, will they hear through the shepherds that God's plan of salvation is being proclaimed and it is going out to all who hear. First, in this tiny village of Bethlehem, but then it starts to spread. And it spreads throughout his young childhood. And then he goes into those hidden years where he labors as a carpenter, as a stonemason. He labors with his father Joseph until God calls him to begin this public ministry, to fully show who he is, that he has come to give his life for ours. So may we never forget on Christmas Day that this cute baby lying in a manger, well, that cute baby will grow up to be a man who will be rejected, who will be crucified, who will die, who will be buried, but who will rise on the third day, ascend back to heaven, send the Holy Spirit, and invite every single one of us into God's eternal plan of salvation. So that like these shepherds who left Mary and Joseph and Jesus and went out and proclaimed to all the people that they knew that the newborn king has come and he is here and he is saving us right now from our sins, that you and I are called to do the same, that we are called to leave our assembly. We are called to go forth. We are called to proclaim by word and by deed that Jesus, the Savior, has redeemed humanity from its fallen nature, has lifted it up to share in His own divine nature, and has enlightened a darkened world and has given us hope. Because every promise that God has made, God makes good.